everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of OK Copy. Today we are joined by Kiara Key Brown, Senior Photo Producer for Bustle Digital Group. Thank you for joining us, Kiara. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Excited to have you on board. Really excited to get into the juice of what you've been doing. I've been following all of these amazing covers, <laughs> cover stories, some of my favorite artists and people. Yeah. It's really exciting to be able to meet some of your favorite artists on set, to be honest, and yeah. see them in a different light. Yeah, definitely. Well, I always like to take it back. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, you know, how you got here, where you started um, in the industry, how you found out about the role that you're in. Yeah. Um, leading up to the senior position now. Yeah. So, um I didn't really know what production was or mm -hmm. that it really existed. Um, or I guess I didn't know the proper term for it. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was in younger, honestly, I would watch like behind the scenes of like fashion shows and I would see all the people with the walkies on mm -hmm. and the clipboards running around telling people what to do. And I'm like, I was always drawn to that. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a Virgo. They say that we like to be in control and organizing things. So you say they say, like, yeah, you don't know. They say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's like my earliest memory of like seeing production. But um, it wasn't until I got my first like full-time job at Root Studios. Um, they had two locations, one in Midtown and one in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a receptionist there. So as, as a receptionist, you see everyone who comes into the space. You see the first person in, the last person out. And typically that is the producer mm -hmm. um, for all shoots. And um, I was just observant. I, and the team there actually, upper management, asked me one day, like, you know, what do you want to do with your career? Because I was like fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want to do with your career? What do you see yourself? And at that point, I tried style and assistant. I like tried to, you know, see if I could go to makeup because I just knew that I wanted to be a part of the creative process. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't great at stylist assistant. I wasn't great at makeup and doing hair. Um, and, you know, my boss at the time told me, like, why don't you look into being a producer? Like, that person works closely with all of those people. Um, and they organize, you know, everyone coming to set. And they hire those people. They have to know enough about the background of those different expertise. Um, but they aren't, you know. So, yeah. That's that's who put the bug in my head. Like, mm -hmm. okay, let me, let me look into this. And from there... I think they got like a partnership with H&M, like Root Studios had a partnership with H&M where they were exclusively having their like e-com shoots or their campaigns mm -hmm. produced by Root. Mm -hmm. So the team there would bring me on when we would have the H&M shoots as a PA. And that's how I first started PA, um, just through internal recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, I think they just saw kind of my work ethic being a receptionist, being really involved, being super organized, and they kind of pushed me in that direction. And, they also um, referred me for my first production job that I actually got like the salary role. Mm -hmm. um, I was like a production coordinator at like a startup company. So from there, I just kept the production gigs coming in. But I do think working at a photo studio for like two years really showed me what that world consisted of. Yeah, you're seeing every yeah. side of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heavily in the camera side, too. Right. Like with all of the equipment rentals and management. Yes. We would, I would see them load all the equipment mm -hmm. in the night before. Like, you knew certain photographers will have certain type of lighting setup. So they will have like the more expensive equipment, the more expensive cameras. Um, if it was like a big 
editorial with a lot of models. You have, see all these, you know, garment bags coming in, mm -hmm. like all this, this, all these different clothing. Or sometimes it'll be two studios book instead of one. So, yeah, every type of shoot. Or you would see like the really easy, simple shoots, and you know you would get out of work early because it'll be like a like, I'm not all still life shoot. Sometimes they take forever, but like a still life shoot would usually take less time than like an editorial with a bunch of models. So yeah. yeah. All of the shoots I would I would witness it all. Speaking of editorial, what has it been like working in editorial and how long have you been doing it now? Yeah, I would say my full time career as a producer is predominantly in editorial. Okay. I've only done a couple branded jobs. Um with you as with well, us. thank you. <laughs> Some of our best shoots yes. too. Like yeah. I'm still really proud of I, I love the those images we've done and together. I love yeah. The photographer is amazing too. Yeah. Um but she just got signed to Radical. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, working editorial, I feel like um, you know, the pros and cons of it is like you get a little bit more creative freedom. Mm. Um, I mean, really, especially at BDG, like we kind of let everyone throw their ideas out there. Like even being a producer, I'm able to like recommend locations or like colors or, you know, um, but with branded, I feel like you have to answer to the client more and, mm -hmm. and kind of do what they want the creative to look like. Yeah. But, you know, in editorial, we have less money. Um, so we have to be more scrappy. You really have to build those relationships. You have to be comfortable with the negotiating and you kind of got to put, you know, that pride aside and be like, mm -hmm. Hey, like, you know, we're on a tight budget. Can we make this happen for this? Or like, what can we trade off? You know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you just, you just, you kind of have to be a people person in a way. Cause you really have to know how to talk to people and not in a way that I'm like trying to get over on you, but like, how can we be collaborative? You yeah. know, how can we build a relationship? Um, and it's like never ending, you right. know, cause a lot of times you're working with the same vendors in some way, shape or form, um, okay. no matter what project you're working on. So, yeah. And you frequently are collaborating with, would you say photographers the most? Um, yeah, as far as like what I book, most, I'm mostly booking photographers, locations, um, like third party production companies when I'm not able to be on set or it's a mm -hmm. bigger production. Set designers actually has been something that we've really been trying to like go hard and like find really great set designers mm -hmm. because it's like you, it's a lot of moving parts in set design. Like you, you want someone who is like not afraid to really dig deep and find those really cool, fun pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then at BDG specifically, we have a different department that handles style, stylist, hair and makeup bookings okay. and like tailors and casting of models. Just because we have so many brands. It'll be a lot for me to do all of those that. bookings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a different type of like negotiation. Yeah. Too, especially for the talent, for the casting. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the things that you're looking for in let's start with photographers? Um, one thing that I look for first and foremost is consistency in your work. Um, I get a lot of my like photographer friends to reach out to me like, what do I have to do to like, you know, potentially work with you at BDG? And I'm like, you can't, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. But from my point of view, if you have a still life shoot and then you have an editorial shoot and then you have a nightlife shoot, it's like, 
where is your where's your style like what mm-hmm. what is your lane mm-hmm. pick a lane and execute it and execute it well like that doesn't mean you never can do nightlife but like just pick one lane and master it mm-hmm. so that you can get your exposure and meet the people that you need to meet by mastering that one thing you mm-hmm. know like if you're really great at portraits or black and white images um especially because bdg we have i think like 12 different brands mm-hmm. that I oversee. So every brand has its own creative direction. So a photographer who might be good for a nylon might not be the same, you know, fit for TZR, right. you know, or Elite Daily versus Bustle. So right. you've you got 30 different types of styles. Like I need to know what brand I can put you in. Some people can go across a couple, but I just need to know where I can fit you in at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one big thing. Um, more detailed, I think, um, a photographer is good at lighting. Um, cause you have a great talent, but if it's, if, if you're not lighting them well, mm-hmm. um, and you, you don't know your angles, you're, you're not getting their angles well, it, the, the, the photo is not really meeting its full potential, right. you know? Um, but yeah, that, that's the main thing. Knowing what you're good at and perfecting that yeah mastering your craft yeah mastering your craft and then i will be honest like we a lot of times especially for our bigger shoots we do look for people who have more celebrity um experience with celebrities because it's different to work and shoot with models and your friends or street style compared to working with celebrity talent and i think you know across all industries we know that that is different if you're throwing an event for only a-list talent it's there's just a different level of expectation Definitely. In terms of set designers, yeah. what are you looking for? Um, first, somebody who's really passionate about set design. Mm. Um, you can tell when someone's really passionate about set design and um, someone who is going to take the initiative to recommend um, solutions. solutions. And, you know, like we'll have, I mean, you know, we come up with the crazy creative. We want this and that. A set designer is like, hey, your budget is this. Because, you know, granted, we're editorial. Mm-hmm. Your budget is this. I can't give you, you know, the actual elephant. But I can give you this thing that gives that vibe. Right. You know, um, coming back with solutions instead of no. Mm-hmm. You know, um, being able to send us options to pick from. Okay, you can pick this many chairs, this many rugs with your budget or this many combinations compared to just no (laughs) or here's here's the very specific things that you ask for is like we might ask for really specific things but throwing some things in there that we probably didn't ask for but that will go well with the story give us some options yeah give us some options and that it really makes a difference especially when you like are doing so many shoots like sometimes creatively we're like "Eh," you know Mm -hmm. we need the external freelance creatives that are just going out there and getting inspired every day to just bring that juice to the table. Yeah. A lot of what I'm hearing and I've heard from other um, guests and just, we talk about it a lot in the industry as well as chemistry. Yeah. And I know on the branded side, there are a lot of um, red tape, but there's a lot of uh, stakeholders that are involved in deciding on hiring a set designer or hiring a photographer. Do you have that same um, experience or do the decisions kind of, is it just like you and an editor or what do, Um, what type of buy-in is required to? That's a good question because I think that, um, you know, especially with social media, like people hit me up and they're like, you can book, you know, you can Mm -hmm. approve me to do this. And I'm like, 
that's not how it works right. you know um certain level of shoots because we do from still life all the way to cover shoot so mm. for a cover shoot there are more stakeholders there are more rounds of approvals that we have to do mm-hmm. then we have our um like our smaller portrait shoots that we can you know shoot in a couple hours those we have i feel like I am at a level that like my bosses like trust me enough to like make that decision and mm-hmm. I can kind of just come to them like this is what, this is who we're shooting this is who I would like to shoot it and they'll just be like cool you know if they have any feedback they'll be like let's just make sure they don't go in this direction or let's make sure they like focus on this type of lighting um but yeah the bigger shoots it goes it's well, it also goes people. all the way up to the talent, right? Like, are they usually a part of the decision? Um, or does it depend on it how depends. involved they are? Um, yeah, not really, to be honest. We okay. really do uh, keep as much creative control as possible. That's we really great. just want talent to know that we always want them to look great. Like, mm-hmm. you looking great makes us look great. Right. Like, we're not trying to spoof anybody. Like, you know, just trust us and... Um, and I feel like most of the, I, man, I would say all of the times people are pretty satisfied in the end. So I couldn't yeah. see why not. I've not seen, <laughs> I've not seen anything bad yet. Going back to your experience, what was maybe an aha moment um, project for you? I mean, we have them all the time yeah. in production. There's always some, you know, fire that's happening. You putting out fires. Yeah, today. I was putting out fires on my way Already. here. But what were yeah. those moments that's like memorable? Even if it was like ten years ago, that was like, damn, I really fucked up, and like I could never do that again. Or and or yeah, someone else maybe that is working for you, or you know, as a part of your orchestra, as I like yeah. to describe them, describe the way we work, um, didn't do what they needed to do, which caused a domino effect in which you had to learn to do something differently or implement something into your way of working so that it kind of never happens again. Yeah. Um, I would say I can think of a couple. I'm actually getting my heart starting to race. A <laughs> let bit. it out. Let it out. Thinking about the, uh, but I know the one time that I, I know that like my boss really like pulled me aside and gave me feedback. Um, there was a time that we had a shoot and the creative, it was in LA and it was at the talent's home, um, which it's already like it always blows my mind sometimes. Like, wow, like we really get to like go into these like celebrities home and mm-hmm. shoot in their home. I always think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that comes with another level of anxiety, too. Right. Um, so we had everything planned out. Just shooting on location is always more production, more of a production lift than shooting in studio. So we already had everything porter potties tents and motorhome and everything all planned out to shoot and talent's backyard and lo and behold it starts to rain in california and the talent is like i'm not i'm not going outside i'm not going outside i'm not doing the shoot like and we had everything everyone was there we actually had rented a parking lot that we were shuttling people from to the home everyone was there and talent was like i'm not i'm not doing the shoot and I was, this is when I had to do shoots remotely because it was still during COVID. So we weren't mm-hmm. flying people to LA. So I had a third party producer there and she mm-hmm. relayed that information to me. And I just called my boss like, she won't do the shoot. And she was like, and what's the solution? You know? And I was like, I didn't even think about that yet. And she's <laughs> like, okay, call me when you have a solution. And, you know, turned out, thank God, the talent had like a production home that they did all their shoots or whatever they wanted to do at that was like around the corner 
So we were able to pivot, bring the backdrops, bring the stuff that was meant for outside into the home. It was really tight. It was like not ideal at all mm-hmm. as far as like any type of space, mm-hmm. but um, it worked out and no one would know. No mm-hmm. one would know that the creative was meant for outside, right. um, but we, it, it, it was, oh Lord, it was a whole different creative when it came out in the end. But like I said, the viewer wouldn't know, mm-hmm. but I knew. And I just learned from that moment, like, don't, you know, come, come with solutions, like figure, try everything. Cause you know, I could have had a studio up like, Hey, do you guys have a last minute availability today? Like, is everyone willing to go to Culver city? Like, you know, make mm-hmm. those calls and even just having, like I said, having those relationships in the beginning to be able to call maybe someone who's in the neighborhood and see if we can use their home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was a little green during that time. Yeah. So I was already kind of, as my boss would say, she kind of threw me in the water and I learned how to swim. That's, mm-hmm. that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it worked out. No, I'm glad that worked out. Would you say also what I was hearing is make sure you have talent approval for whatever you're planning to do and shoot? Well, or she was she fine know? with us shooting at her home. It was when it started to rain, rain. Oh. and they were like, I'm not going outside in the rain. And we're like, it's not even going to rain. Cause it's California. Really, it's not even going to rain hard. Right. Like, and they were, I'm not going outside in the rain. I'm, like, I'm not no. even taking a risk. No, it I'm, wasn't even like, and I was asking the producer, I'm like, is it pour, like, what, how does the rain feel? She's like, it's not that bad. Like, I think we could still do it. Like we put tents up. No, we had to move everything. Porta potties, tents. Oh Absolutely my God. Over time through the wazoo. <laughs> Over time. Cause we had to like relocate everything. The shoot started like, Three, four hours late. Like, wow. Yeah. Did you want to get another one off your chest? Well, I would just say another situation. The creative started to get bigger than the budget mm-hmm. and things were just getting like approved last minute. And then mm-hmm. once I got the estimate from the set designer, I was like, oh, this is like half of my whole budget for this shoot. So that was another moment where I freaked out. This is the same shoot? That was a different okay. shoot. That was an in-studio shoot, but um, also a time when I was still a little green during mm-hmm. the pandemic. And I hadn't I wasn't, hadn't seen numbers like that before. I was like, I didn't even need to spend this much money on backdrops and chairs. <laughs> um, and another moment when I went to my boss and I was like, what? You know, and she's like well, we need to take some of these things off, you know, like we need to, but sometimes when people get so excited about their creative ideas, they're like, well, I love that chair so much. Like, can we just make it work? So I don't even remember how I made that one work. I think that I just underspent on another shoe and it balanced out, but that was, was did you take the chair away? I took out what I could because okay. also I'm like, guys, we're only shooting four looks. There's no way we're going to shoot all 10 of these chairs, you right, know, right. but as a producer, you have to learn that you have to be empowered to tell people no, even mm-hmm. if they are more senior to you. And I, to this day, when I have to do that, I still get the look like, mm-hmm. but they know, they, they know. know, like, this is what your job is. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to realize my job is not to be a people pleaser. My job is to actually make sure we come in within budget and execute the creative. To be a realist, I call myself an optimistic realist. Like, I really want you to make an amazing piece. I want your creative to be as beautiful as possible, but I'm going to keep it real with you. This is not what you can afford. But here's another option. I think it's really important to bring forward the, but here's another option to your point, the solutions. For a really long time, I wasn't allowed in creative uh, conversations at my own company. At my own company. Because the creatives (laughs) wanted the space to 
ideate yeah. and create, yeah. you know? And I did have I to it. learn how to, like, shut up and let them create for a second. But depending on the timeline, because if you creating and I got to get a budget out in 48 hours, we need time to negotiate yeah. what you can and you cannot have before this goes to the it's client. It's like you're like the party kill, like yes, the buzz always kill. the buzz kill. <laughs> always the buzz kill, but then the cornerstone at the same time. Yes. But it's it's a part of the, the dance of it all, which makes it fun. It too. is very much a dance, yes. Yeah. Um, what do you love most about what you do, despite the, the peaks and the valleys? Yeah. And then what is one thing that you... Hope to see change. Um, what I love most, honestly, well, this is going to sound a little vain, but I love that I'm good at it. <laughs> I yeah. do love that I'm good <laughs> at it because I like, you know, I think that I personally try to figure out where I fit in. Like I went to college for one thing and I like, I just tried to figure out what I was good at. And then when I got into production, it just came so easily to me. And I was like, oh, I love this. Like, I'm good at this. What did you go to school for? Merchandising. I thought I was going to be a buyer. Um, And yeah, at one point I thought I was going to be actually making garments. Like, and that was, that was the first time I got like a 4.0 in college. I did really good that one semester. I I thought I was going to be designing stuff. Nice. But I was like, this is too tedious. I can't, (laughs) uh -uh. Uh, I need to be around people. But that, that's one reason why I really love production is because it just comes so easily to me but I also really enjoy being a part of the creative process Mm. like even if I'm not the creative per se in the situation I know that I'm a part of the big team behind the scenes to bring Mm. these visions to life like it's just really inspiring to see like these ideas really come to life honestly yeah Yeah. um and then what is one thing you hope to change or would love to see change um, you know, I, I would like to say, um, the like valuing work life balance more. Mm-hmm. That's real. But I feel like I don't even really honor that myself, but I would like to say that, mm-hmm. um, because you know, it, it, there's always something you can work on when you're working on, especially full-time production, like so many projects, there's always like, you know, even we have a slow period, we don't have a lot of shoots coming in. It's like, I could be doing all these other things all day. You know, let me organize. So when the shoots start coming in, I could just have this other system ready. And, and you just, you couldn't, you can never turn your brain off Mm -hmm. ever. And I wish that I could, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I know that um, it's crazy because like, we're all in the same timeline. I'll text my other people who are in the same industry at whatever time and we're all up yeah <laughs> like we're all up working mm-hmm. slack is still on and um it's funny because i feel like the younger people like the gen zers that are they're coming in it. they're man no. their slack is like do not disturb yes. at six o'clock yes. and i'm like notify anyway <laughs> <laughs> excuse me D on their phone yeah yeah so sometimes i'm like okay i might take a little page from y'all book but I respect yeah. the boundaries. I think there's yeah. the, the reality that things can still get done, even if we take time to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of ingrained in you to, to keep going yeah. and keep hustling. It's just... And you're not getting ahead because there's no. always stuff to do. No, you're never ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you clean something off your slate, someone's dropping something yeah. new in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And to your point, 
you're organizing or there's always some administrative work that you need to do that you don't get to because you're typically on set or mm-hmm. building building shoots. Last question for you um, is really any tips. I mean, you dropped a lot of gems, so uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but tips for producers and photographers, for all the photographers in your DM. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was that's the main tip I give. It's like really, you know. Should, should they be hitting you up in your DMs or is there another more appropriate way to engage with a producer? Um, I would say when people hit me up, if their book is already good, which I feel like most people's book is their Instagram now, mm-hmm. I'll add them to like our Rolodex, um, for sure. And I do try to work with people that hit me up. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a level of like, all right, don't email me every week now, you know, right. like I really think that your work should speak for itself. Yeah. You know, I do think there's a level of having to get yourself out there and get someone's attention, but most of the most photographers we find and work with their work just exceeds them like mm. it's just like i found this photo it's always the photo first i have 90 percent of the time i don't even know what these people look like mm. i don't know if it's a photo duo i don't you know i don't know where they live at yet i just see the image and i'm like i want to work with this person who shot this you yeah know? and then i start finding so just if you're perfecting your craft like the opportunities will come to you um as far as production i think get in as early as possible so you can figure out if this is what you really want to do because it is not for everybody it is not i mean it's fun but i wouldn't use that the the top five things to describe it like it is hard work and you are i um I miss being like a PA and a PC now because I used to want to be like why am I not the lead of all of this Mm -hmm. and then it was like when she will hit the fan. I'm like, oh, I'm not in trouble for this. She is, you know, yeah, you have to look. Lo- yeah. And I was like, that's not. And now it's like, oh, it's my problem now. Everything. You know? Yeah. Even yeah. if it is a PA or someone that makes a mistake, it's on me. So, you know, getting in early, learning from other people's mistakes and really being real with yourself. Like, is this what I really want to do? Because a lot of people are relying on you. Mm-hmm. If you are not available, if you you know, if you aren't able to like really, you know, be a problem solver, like jump on finding backup plans, if that's not something you like doing, don't do it. You yeah. know, if it is, if that excites you, you know, you're weird like me. Yeah. <laughs> we are some weirdos. Yeah. I always say yeah. that. It's like, you gotta be real weird to want to wake up and challenge yourself every day, every single day. Yeah. It's like a high functioning, anxious, yeah it's like a thrill-seeking world it is you know but it is it is really rewarding the the end product is rewarding and being like I did this yeah but for me it's definitely the orchestrating of people yeah like being able to what you said earlier seeing everyone's expertise and ability and being able to bring them together and trust them yeah to you know, trust them and be able to manage and oversee from from a distance, yeah. and then still see this beautiful product. <laughs> yeah, in I the end, there's certain shoots where I'm like, when we get that photographer and that stylist and that makeup artist and the talent, I'm just like, oh, yes, 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 I can't wait to see these photos. <laughs> we had an Ulta yeah. shoot like that, and like once everybody was confirmed, I was so yeah, I was so hyped. We I was like, we got team. the A team. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we I have love nothing it. to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yes. Well, thank you yes. for joining us. My pleasure. This was really fun. No, this was great. <laughs> now we can go have drinks. Yes, let's go. <laughs> um, before we go, where tell the people um, 
where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me either on Instagram, key, K-I-I dot brown, or my website, which is keybrown.com. Do you want to tell the New Yorkers where they can find you on a Thursday, Friday? Right. Yeah. Well, if you, <laughs> if you uh, go to my Instagram, you will see <laughs> weekly updates of my DJ life. Um, yeah. Because I have so much free time. <laughs> um, but yeah, pull up, you know. Maybe we can. I actually am not opposed to networking while I'm DJing too. So I, I would actually respect a photographer, a set designer. If they came up to me at a set like, "Yeah, hey, I want to work with you." I mean, networking used to happen at parties all the time. Yeah, I used to. I feel like up until COVID, really. I've hired photographers that I've booked for nightlife stuff to help me at BDG for stuff too. I imagine like, so. So you, you know. never know. Yeah. You're more likely to run into me DJing than trying to get an actual coffee meeting with me because you heard I'm it tired. here. <laughs> the money is outside. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up on me. <laughs> All right everybody, thank you again for joining us for this episode and we'll see you next time.